0: This episode of Country Squire Radio is brought to you by Missouri Meerschaum, the Scandinavian Tobacco Group, Lane Limited, and the CountrySquireOnline.com. We thank them for their support of this show, and we thank you for supporting them.
1: You're listening to Country
2: Squire Radio.
1: Welcome we to Squire Radio. I'm Bo. And I'm John David. he Hey, Bo. Good evening, man. Man, good evening to you, sir. How are you doing this evening? You know, I'm doing fine. It was uh it's been kind of slow around the shop today. So yeah, I've just been smoking a whole lot of tobacco. And uh man, I'm wired. I'm just wired. Man, this is like <laughs> a
0: complete role reversal for us. Because typically I'm the one
1: who comes in here like Yeah, you're the one all gloomy, like, oh, I need to get amped well, up. Not and, like, gloomy. You're not gloomy, not but gloomy. like I am just yeah, man, I I'm I'm wide open, dude. My heart's pounding. I've had a lot of coffee. Uh, I've gotten a lot done today.
0: Yeah, it's been great. We're getting started a little bit uh, later than normal, uh, but
1: that, that's okay. Sometimes those things crop up. I just like when when that happens, Bo. That uh, you know, normally it's my fault, but this time it was your fault. Well, you know, I, I don't want to point fingers or anything. But really, there is no fault, well, yeah, right? I mean, like yeah. everyone gets gold stars, everyone gets <laughs> A's. There are no stormy clouds anymore. It's all sunshine.
0: Uh, look, man, it was de- <laughs> like here's the deal. I was uh, as as some of you know, as as you, if you tuned in last week, you heard me say I went out to Pittsburgh for this uh, awesome thing that I was a part of. Yeah, that's right. And and uh, while out there, I was there gone for an entire week almost. And uh, of course, you know, we we do a couple of different shows. So I actually had a podcast I needed to record from my ho- hotel room in Pittsburgh. Uh, I broke down all the equipment, brought it all with me. Fortunately, it all made its way back. However, not all of it made its way here tonight at first, but anyway but it's here now it's here now so we're we're all good and,
1: and that hopefully means a great show tell us night. about the weather in pittsburgh was it crazy oh when you were up gosh. there okay i yeah. you know I, mean, I, I know we you know it, d- down here in mississippi we're you know it gets like two pellets of sleet on the ground and it's like oh close the schools no one goes to work and all this kind of stuff but <laughs> no I, right. I know up there they had some some real issues right all right so this was uh you know it was it was
0: beautiful i have to say that it was beautiful but it was cold and of course this was right during that whole blizzard 2016 that was going on. Yeah. Uh it actually it culminated at the very end with me getting stuck in the Pittsburgh airport for 2 days uh, as I was trying to make my way home. I didn't know that. You did you, not, did you I thought it was uh, terrible. Yeah, it was rough, man. Um What a disaster. It was it was rough, but hey, you know what? I didn't have to drive and that's what's important. Um I, I do want to give a little bit of a uh, I guess apology. Uh, I, I do want to kind of state my apologies. I I, I had plans to actually go out to, and I want to say this right, although I could be mispronouncing it. Allegheny. Allegheny. Thank you. (laughs) <laughs> the, uh, the Allegheny Smoke that's in, uh, in Pittsburgh. It's a, a pipe shop that a lot of people recommended to me. They even yeah, uh, reached yeah. out to me via Twitter and I was looking forward to going by there. And just with the weather being the way it was, I wasn't able to get out. Hopefully next time I'm in Pittsburgh, which I should be around, uh, maybe in about six, uh, six months. So, uh, next time I'm out there, I'll definitely be checking it out. I really do want to say they're, they are really awesome in terms of their customer service and, uh, and just their outreach. So, uh, if y'all are in the Pittsburgh area, be sure to check them out. And, uh, hopefully I will be doing the same next time I'm in town. Fantastic. Yeah.
1: That's now, great. while I was away, you actually had somebody come here, man. It was so awesome. You know, we we've developed this pipe pilgrimage thing and it's a it's a deal now. There's actually a hashtag well, on let's, Instagram. It's, let's be honest. It's incredible. We, we did not develop no, it, it it organically developed from our CSR family. Yeah. I can't remember the it first has. listener to
0: use that term, but we I, should probably give that person a badge. Or yeah. Something. We,
1: we need to find that person and they need at least a, a free box of Girl Scout cookies. Something. something. Right. But, but, (laughs) but yeah, this is the thing. You know, we've had folks come miles and miles out of their way to, uh, to, to come see us here in Jackson at the Country Squire. And, uh, man, our, our friend Matthew Butler from Michigan, uh, decided he was, he was on his way down, you know, Michigan. He was going to, uh, Houston, Texas, actually. Wow. Uh, really interesting. He, he, uh, it was going on his way to get on a cruise to work a cruise as a, uh, sign language interpreter. Wow. Isn't that sweet? Yeah. Man. I, and I awesome. was like, man, it's such a fascinating deal. Yeah. So, uh, but anyway, Matthew, uh, took several, several hours out of his, way uh just to come here to Jackson to uh to see us here at this choir. That's incredible. Yeah, it was really exciting. We got to spend uh spend uh pretty much a whole day together. It was great. But uh Matthew's interesting guy. Uh you know, we smoked a lot of tobacco together, compared a lot of notes. He's a uh you know, tends to smoke kinda like me, a little bit of everything, would probably lean towards the English blends and latakias But um yeah, anyways just really, really thoughtful dude. I was really glad to to hang out with him. and i, I tell you what he, he he hooked me up with some swag what uh, that, that i that i'm sure was meant for both of us no. but i want to share this in the entrepreneurial spirit that he is yeah uh, he was going to open a a shop a uh a store where the, he sells a uh, disc golf stuff now that's where you throw a frisbee at a tree right uh, what did, did you have uh, something like that but, but, I, but i've actually never played disc golf but imagine a golf course okay but but instead of you know clubs and 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 golf balls you have got frisbees yeah. B- basically something that looks like a frisbee. I say okay. this as a joke because I'm looking at what you got in your hands. This is clearly meant for like legit. No.
0: You know the frisbee goes I want to say I'm like the chain thing that it goes into. No, them. no, no, that's the thing. It's like yeah, a, yeah, yeah. it's like
1: a basket that right. basically works as a as a golf, you know, as a hole on a on a green or something. Right. Uh but anyway, uh his his company's name is uh Disc King uh and you can go you can go to his website at disc Dashking.com. And he was, uh, just kind enough to hook us up with, uh, dude. Yeah, some, some, uh, some discs. These, you know, you look at them, the novice eye would look at these and, and assume all these, you know, were just frisbees and they all look exactly the same. But if you pay attention to them, one of them, is very thin. So that's kind of like your, you know, if you're playing golf, that'd be kind of like your driver. Okay. Uh, And then you've got uh, another that's a little thicker that might be like a, I don't know, maybe an iron or a pitching wedge or something. And then you've got your, your putter, which is, uh, real, real real durable. But it's not going to go very far. You know, it's one of those that's going to, uh, kind of get you, get you on on the green and on into the hole so uh anyway i thought that was so cool man that's just awesome. uh man and he said like people smoke their pipes and and play disc golf that's incredible. Why, why don't Isn't we do that cool that? we I should do that i don't know I think- we actually do have a disc golf course no, in just right down the, the street the house yeah, yeah just right, right down the street man we got to make that so, happen and, and you can drink beer while you're doing it yeah uh he said also people smoke other things sometimes but he you know he doesn't discourage or encourage that that's a that's a that's a you know choice of to each their own
0: on the other hand we don't endorse that but uh yeah man this is awesome this is great (laughs) this is so cool anyway i thought that was great
1: yeah matthew thanks for coming by brother and uh yeah it was a lot of fun to be able to connect and uh man i look forward to uh trying out some disc golf absolutely i thought that's sweet
0: well great man look we got a great show for everybody tonight we are talking about blowfish pipe shapes. That's right. Now, from a time to time, we like to take a look at different styles of pipes. You know, yeah. we've talked about, um, uh, briar and different things that make up meerschaum and that sort of thing. We've talked about, uh, different, uh, stems. We've talked about different tools. And on occasion, we like to talk about various shapes. Pipe I, shapes as well. I think yeah. back to, uh, you know, one we did on the bulldog pipe shape. Um relatively recently, I think that's kind of still available on iTunes. uh
1: but but yeah it, one, we may have done like the poker before too Maybe that sounds it, about right. either a poker or cherry wood, something like that yeah, I remember that coming around, but the blowfish is a great one because we're talking about a
0: very distinctive looking pipe
1: yeah that that's right, and it's something that uh golly is just is. It has really evolved, but it's it's also a bizarre shape. It's one of those that, uh you know, you can find a lot of different pipes that someone's going to call blowfish. Are any of them going to have the same specs? No. And that kind of <laughs> is the definition of a blowfish. Like de- determining, defining a blowfish is almost like, you know, defining... The uh, religious beliefs of humans. <laughs>
0: Are you saying that there's like a denomination for this pipe shape? Uh,
1: there, there might be. <laughs> no, but but that. Breakdown. But if there were, that denomination would be extremely fractured and confused. <laughs> <Okay>. Fair enough. <laughs> kind of like the Presbyterian. I'm just kidding. Oh, uh, don't you dare! <laughs> don't you dare. No, but it's uh, yeah. It so it, it. This is a shape that's just got uh, just a whole lot of character. Uh, and, and, and it's by virtue of the, what, what the goal of the pipe is in itself. So typically, if you're, if, if you're thinking about, of a blowfish and you're listening to this podcast, obviously you're not looking at any, uh, visuals right now, but think of a, uh, a, a pipe where the bowl is like a large ball. Okay. And, and the ball is kind of squished in on both sides so that both sides of the, of the ball are kind of flat. Uh, obviously your chamber will enter from the top, uh, in most cases, uh, right. we, we would like to think. Uh, and, and, and then the ball, uh, of course, it's squished in on both sides, but the two circular parts that are squished in are gonna not be symmetrical. So you might have one side that flares out a little more, or, or, or maybe one of the, one of the sides of the ball is a lot smaller than the other side. Um, and, and, and the idea here, uh, it is something that's probably pretty unique to this shape and, and for no other shape at all. But the, the idea of the blowfish is that it was developed, uh, to showcase grain. Okay. Oh, really? Yeah. So, so with a lot of pipes, you always find, like, let's say you're smoking a brandy or a, uh, you know, a lavat or a billiard or whatever, and it's like, oh, that's got beautiful grain. Well, the idea with the blowfish is that, you know, the, the whole point of the pipe shape is to follow the grain of the briar. Okay. Um imagine a pipe that has perfect cross grain all along the top all around the top of the bowl the front of the bowl and then the bottom but then the sides are completely one hundred percent covered in bird's eye grain. Okay, huh. so so imagine you know th- this is really for your bird's eye grain lover. And okay? we've talked about the grain breakdown in the past, and, and we have
0: specifically these terms.
1: We we sure have. Yes, yeah. Yeah. So you've got you've got cross grain, you've got straight grain, you've got bird's eye grain and uh, flame grain, uh, just a variety of different kinds. But but imagine your bird's eye grain. Uh, all along the sides of this pipe. Okay. And so, you know, if you're thinking about a large, bold pipe that's got flat sides on both the sides from where you've kind of squished that ball in, um, you know, the, the idea is because the pipe, it has so much, you might call it like a canvas along the side to really showcase whatever you're going to put on that side is going to be really the centerpiece of the art huh. for that pipe. Right. Well, that entire pipe is just tight. Tight, tight bird, bird's eye grain. Huh. And so um, think of it like this, um, and and it's kind of hard to to uh, describe, but picture this. Like if you're, if you're carving a pipe, you're not going into this particular pipe with necessarily a shape idea. You're going into it thinking, okay, every single bit of this side of the pipe is going to be bird's eye, okay? And so I'm going to stop carving the side of the pipe wherever the bird's eye stops. Does that make sense? Yeah, I'm following you. So, so, so you're gonna, you're gonna carve only, you know, only as far as the bird's eye will let you go on this side of the pipe, and then you're gonna stop. Now, what you'll notice on a lot of pipes, you know, traditional shaped pipes is that, uh you know, the, the sides will be kind of rounded into the top, right? Right. Uh, so you'll have like the, you know, the side or, or the bottom of the pipe will kind of round into the, even if it's got a little panel to it, it might be kind of rounded into the side mm-hmm. and then into the mm-hmm. top. But, but with a blowfish, you'll notice that there's always a hard edge there. There's always a hard uh, line edge. One might even call it a fin. It could be called a fin. It could be the blowfish. Do blowfishes have fins? Yeah. Yeah, they have fins. That's, yeah, yeah. it's a fish. Or a yeah, right. So, <laughs> so, so, so it might be this, a, a fin, uh, that, and, and that, and that line, that fin, uh, is gonna, is gonna be what, de- you know, determines exactly where that bird's eye stops. And so a proper, a, a proper blowfish, someone that's gonna tell you what a purist uh blowfish is it's gonna be a blowfish where the bird's eye is all up the side, but as soon as that bird's eye stops, you've got a line there right, okay it's okay. a it's a hard edge that is gonna go over to the top and and at the top, it's gonna be all cross grain. so all think of all cross grain uh flanking the top. Of the bowl, the front of the bowl, and all underneath the bowl.
0: But I'm telling that it uh, sounds like you know almost like the the briar is defining the pipe. It is more than the carver. That's right. Is that I mean is that universally the case, or is that just the origins of how the so that pipe, the...
1: that's that a, a purist is going to tell you that's how this developed. Now okay. Lars Lars Iverson, the famous uh, Danish pipe maker, who. Uh, his pipes are, you know, worth thousands of dollars. This is someone that, you know, if you get your hands on one of his pipes first, you're fine. You're lucky enough just to find one in the United States. But, uh, you know, if you can, you're going to pay for it. But his goal in developing the shape was to do just that, to let the grain tell him where to go. And then, and then, you know, follow that, that shape. And, and, and the whole idea is if you've gone, if, if you've, if you find any cross grain on the side of the pipe, or if you find any bird's eye on the top of the pipe, then you've done it wrong. You, you've done it wrong. Like you, the idea is to have the whole top and bottom of the pipe completely cross grain. Uh-huh. Now I know, I see you smiling there because it's like, cause it's like, you know, how can you say something's wrong if it's such a bizarre thing anyway? It's like, well, but that's the idea. It makes me think of Bob Ross. Because like
0: you think about Bob Ross and he's all just like, all right, all right. There's like a what 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 lives here? What lives here? Let's let's find this. (laughs) Let's find this right here. And then, but but he would always say, you know, like, oh, we don't make mistakes. It's just happy little accidents. You know what I mean? So (laughs) it's uh, I don't know. Of course, I guess the Bob Ross method of anything is more of like you you as the creator define what's on the page and the world, and you kind of discover it as you go along. Whereas this, I mean, it really sounds like in order to be a purist. Man, you got to let that briar on you a little you,
1: bit. You, you, you do. You really do. And that's why no two uh, blowfish uh, pipes are ever going to be the same. Another thing that's different about this pipe, because you're so uh, sold out to following the map that the briar gives you. Uh, <laughs> did you like how I did that? I did like you, that. You yeah, like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, because you're so sold out to that, the drilling of the pipe actually comes last. And that's what's interesting. A lot of pipe carvers will actually drill their pipes, the, the air, air passageway, the mortise hole, and then the chamber hole. They'll actually drill that first mm. and then kind of shape their pipe around that. But with a blowfish, you're, you're forced to do it last. And the idea is there, you don't know where exactly where the briar is going to take you. Damn. You don't know where the grain is going to take you. And so, uh, now imagine you spent all this time shaping this exquisite block of briar, you know, following the map that it, that it's so subtly you know, leading you down, and 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 then you have to drill it, which is one of the most dangerous parts of the whole carving process mm-hmm. at the very end. That's nerve wracking. Like yeah. that's 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 awful. Like I would say, so, make a break. I, I would it literally could be break, and I would say some terrible things if that happened. <laughs> I mean awful things. Yeah. Uh. So anyway, that that's kind of the idea. Um. With the blowfish, another thing with blowfish pipes too is that it, curiously enough, they often will use. Uh, ebichon briar rather than plateau briar. Uh, you know, it, you often think just as pipe lay people uh, would think that, you know, the plateau briar, the ones that closest to the, the bark of the, the briar are going to have the most exquisite grain. And, and often they do particularly straight grain. But uh, that, that ability to find that real just solid bird's eye that stands out. And if the point of a blowfish is really to, to showcase the bird's eye along the sides of your pipe, uh, that you're going to find that typically more in those middle pieces of briar, the ebbishon. Uh, if, if you're not familiar with those terms, like you've got plateau that are closest to the top and then the ebbishon, that's the, the lower part of the briar. Yeah. Uh, but farther away from the, the bark. So, um, so anyway, that's just, a uh, kind of part of it.
0: All right. But so the blowfish, at least from my experience, they, they always seem to be very
1: large pipes. Yeah. That's right. That's right. They're always going to be large. And because the grain always has to be so ridiculous... (laughs) <laughs> um, it, it, so you, you've got ridiculous grain, uh, a extremely large pipe on, on in most cases. Um, you're almost always talking about a very expensive pipe, right? Yeah, right. you've never seen like like it here in the shop where you know our wall pipes are kind of our entry level pipes. You know, people come in, and they're like, "Hey, I want to start smoking a pipe. I, you know, it, I I don't know if I want to spend a hundred dollars on a pipe yet, but they, they kind of po- point me to your value pipe. Show them on the wall. There are no there are no wall pipes in our shop that are uh, that are blowfish. Right, shit. Right, there, right, it's just not going to happen. It's not going to be a basket pipe you're going now, to find now what's interesting of course i've talked so much about grain right so much about grain obviously you're going to find sandblasted blowfish right so so if you've sandblasted a blowfish what does that mean does it mean you haven't followed the grain well yes and no i mean a, a lot of times when you sandblast something you can still see the grain and it even brings it out in a way that uh you might not recognize before. We've had uh, this
0: discussion before that some people actually sandblast a certain method just to showcase just the to grain. Just to showcase
1: grain yeah. that might not be visible there when it's a smooth pipe. Right. Yeah right. I actually got put in my place by a few people that really believe that. that. <laughs> yeah. I was kinda of <laughs> with and, them. And since then I I, I, I I appreciate their their views. Um but <laughs> that, I, that's all you have to and say. And that's about all I that. have to say. <laughs> but uh but you know you've got a, a a pipe here obviously that you know you can sandblast to get some of the uh, some of the grain to come out in a different way than it would when it's smooth. But, but then also, because blowfish pipes are so bizarre and they've got that big ball that kind of is squashed on both sides look generally uh, just by virtue of following the grain, a lot of folks have taken uh, that s- kind of shape and size and, and they've just said, you know what, we're just going to call this a blowfish regardless of the grain at all. And, and and so they've done that and they've made some beautiful pipes that uh some machine made some handmade uh but then they you know and then they've and then they've sandblasted these pipes and they're and they're beautiful pipes but uh you know I think a purist is going to tell you the the mm. point of the blowfish is mm. going to be uh to 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 really focus on the grain
0: I, to me i'm not a purist right so i mean like i, I and i'm not either i, I mean like, i think
1: our listeners know both of us well enough yeah know we're that.
0: not we're not necessarily snobs from that standpoint right i'm but I love that it has an origin story so focused on getting to kind of the the core of the briar. Yeah, but I'm also extremely comfortable with the idea that bec- like that, that that origin story has designed and developed a natural shape, even yeah. if the pipe isn't nas- that individual pipe isn't uh, defined by the particular briar. Now, you nailed it. Yeah, nailed and and so there's and so from that standpoint, you almost have these scales of what kind of blowfish you might be looking for. If you want just that exquisite. You know that exquisite, just prime, perfect. Uh, uh, you know, getting back to the briar, uh, pipe, blowfish pipe. Then you've got that, and you've, they come at the price point, right? Uh, or if you if you just like the shape and the style, which is totally fine to just like that. That's right. More so than the actual grain. Then you've got that for a little bit less money, but still Absolutely. A, a huge chunk of briar. Yeah, it's a it's a big
1: it's a big piece of wood. Yeah. yeah and actually
0: morta too. There's some morta pipes that would uh that-
1: There there are that that would consider you know, they call themselves blowfish pipes and they're but they're morta, you know, and so right. the grain is just a totally different ball game in that sphere completely. Um so you know, you've got a lot of a lot of variations on it, but that's kind of the story behind the blowfish pipe. Um, I tell you there's some beautiful beautiful uh machine made blowfish pipes now our friends at briarworks uh todd johnson um uh, there at briarworks along with our friend pete prevost a uh, good friend of the shop and and of uh country car radio uh they have designed a a a, a machine made blowfish pipe is that right and it's stunning it's yeah. absolutely gorgeous i mean and and they say they guard the secret of how they make that pipe so dramatically i i, I can only imagine but uh, this is a pipe that is just, you, you don't even know in your mind how on earth it could be, uh, machined that way. Yeah. But, but it's a, it's a incredibly gorgeous pipe and, um, holding one is, is a real treat. But, and, and they're, they again, in some way, uh, they're able to get all those sides flanked with the bird's eye and then again, cross grain on the top and bottom. <laughs> it's incredible. really, really sharp. That's
0: yep. awesome. Man, Briarworks too, great company. They've, they've, uh, I, it does not surprise me that they've done, done some innovative things in terms of,
1: machine made
0: pipes Oh man,
1: absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I agree.
0: So I mean, blowfish anything else uh you know, would you ever find one swimming around the sea?
1: Maybe, maybe the Pipe Sea. <laughs> the Pipe Sea. The the pipe, maybe the do Tobacco you actually, do maybe you, the Tobacco Sea. Do you actually own a blowfish? You know, I don't own a blowfish. Yeah. And I'm kind of, you know, I we've talked about this before like I've kind of gotten to the point in my pipe collecting like uh you know, I, I it's hard for me to pull the trigger on a pipe if i'm don't envision myself smoking it you envision yourself smoking a lot of pipes and, and, and i do i have seen you pull the no trigger i do it's supplies. a it, it's it's very it's kind of terrifying actually how many pipes I yeah uh-huh. you know, it's one that i haven't added it to my collection yet i probably will at some point but, on the list. Uh, but you know it's it's one of those pipes that uh yeah it's just it's going to be a big pipe which i'm not really used to uh it's kind of a it's very asymmetrical which i'm Uh, I I prefer a symmetrical shaped pipe, something uh, in my hand that feels very uh, balanced on both sides. And the, you know, the whole point of a blowfish is to not be that. So... Uh, yeah, I just don't own one yet, but you know, someday, yeah, we'll probably take the plunge.
0: Well, hopefully we get some listeners to actually send in some pictures of their blowfish. So if you got one, tweet it into us. You know, we love actually seeing tweets in from people showcasing their pipes. Yes, last we do. Couple of episodes. We've actually been uh, showcasing some pipes from Missouri Meerschaum yep. and asking you guys to actually uh, tweet pictures of the individual pipe that we actually focus on the episode or feature in the episode. And this week's episode is actually brought to us by the Missouri Meerschaum
1: Mark Twain. Now you've actually got some right here, which is great. Yeah, yeah. We're proud to sell Mark Twain uh Missouri Mirrorsham pipes in our shop here. Uh it's a classic uh Dublin shaped pipe. Uh and and so you've got, you know, imagine your corn cob that's been kind of tapered at the bottom, uh taller at the top, uh and, and then it's got a hardwood insert on the side for the shank, uh and and with the with a nice mouthpiece there. So uh these do take the cotton filters uh that you're uh, just expect from Missouri Mirsham. Uh, a lot of folks actually have started replacing these with the Balsa filters if they oh, is want that right? to. Uh, which is kind of nice. I so, feel like if you're smoking um, a Mark Twain, then you got to have a little cotton. I think there's probably a little cotton that that, that, that is <laughs> that you know it's appropriate. Look, this um, is
0: it's great. This is actually part of their uh, Hannibal collection uh, yeah. pipe series, which also includes the Huck Finn and the Tom Sawyer. Oh yeah. Uh, the idea, of course, is a nice big bowl so you can pack it up and you can be floating down the Mississippi while you're enjoying your pipe tobacco and your
1: Mark Twain. That's right. That's Isn't right. that beautiful? I love it. <laughs> it's a great house point. favorite.
0: So here's what we want you to do: if you're listening and you actually own a Mark Twain, uh, be sure to smoke it this week. Take a picture, tweet it into us. We'll retweet it out. We love retweeting those from you guys. And we love the good folks at Missouri Meerschaum for helping make this podcast happen. Pipe Question of the Week. Pipe Question of the Week this week is brought to us by Orlick Golden Slice. Ow! There it is. <laughs> <laughs> man, okay, here's a little tobacco trivia for you, man. So, Orlick Golden Slice, we talked about it the last couple of episodes, yeah. actually originated in July of 1958. Okay. Uh, it was originally a very slow start. In terms of actually people buying it, but it's today one of the best selling pipe tobaccos in Denmark. yeah, now, here is your tobacco trivia, okay, if that wasn't enough for you over in Denmark, they actually
1: call it red Orlick see i this amazes me like i I can't imagine it being called anything else and and Orlick golden slice is so profound, like even when you people come in, they say, "Do you have orlick, do you have orlick like?" You know, you just think of it as being the only Orlick because right. it's just it's just Orlick. But <laughs> uh but, you know, the red Orlick, I I love that idea. I, I kind of want to call it red Orlick, man. But, but I, here in the States, it's 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 the golden slice. I have a feeling you're about to make a change. <laughs> it's, it's good stuff. It's so uh it's so great. I almost had a revolt on my hands this week at the no. shop because uh I ran out of Orlick golden sliced uh, here at our shop. And so, you know, we've constantly got po- folks coming in asking for it. Uh, and, and I ran out. And so, uh, I, I was lucky enough today on a small shipment to get three tens in and, uh, and the, the seas were calmed. So the. <laughs> The, That's uh, good. The, the little orlick hungry fishes were uh, were
0: fed. I love it. <laughs> it's so good. Pipe question this week is actually from our good friend Morton Uh Morton, of course, you know, we've been covering through his quick fire questions. We've got more of his yeah, actually in the great. show. But he does have a legitimate pipe question this week, and it's about pipes burning hot. Okay. It says, Why does it get scorching, and what can you do about it? Is there a trick other than just slowly puffing? Mm. Now, this is something that especially uh, newcomers to the pipe can really, really kind of uh, yeah. uh, empathize with as you're smoking your pipe you're enjoying it but man that bowl can get really
1: really hot yeah it is a function of tobacco it is a function of uh you know your your cadence in puffing i love that word cadence when I mean, you talking even, about you puffing haven't
0: said cadence in a while
1: yeah it, that's such a good word though to describe the your rhythm of puffing it it takes that certain uh you know there's there's slowness and then there's you know at points where you have to be more quick and deliberate and stronger. So it, anyway, all that to say like your your cadence and and the tobacco are are key, but but also that piece of briar is extremely important on how, you know, hot or cold it's going to smoke. I'm telling you like some pipes, I've seen pipes walk in the shop that uh, you know, are are, you know, 35-40 dollar wall pipes, you know, and these pipes smoke just on the, on the outside of the bowl, just as cool and just as, uh, you know, solid as anything. And really? I don't, and, and, and a lot of times they'll even, you know, they'll be smooth pipes, they'll be sandblasted pipes, you've got, uh, you know, but a lot of times it's, it's the grain, uh, you know, my, my theory on that is the grain is so tight, uh, and, and so, so good in certain areas that it's just providing a really, uh well ventilated pipe there, hmm. uh, and and then on the flip side of that, I've had folks buy you know for literally four hundred dollar pipes that you cannot touch the outside of them uh, while they're smoking. Now they might smoke coolly on your tongue, but you know it's like the eye of a stove when right. you're when you touch the outside of a pipe is that hot. And so um you know a, a lot of it is just due to the the nature of the briar, and, and you can't get around that. And and unfortunately, you don't really know that, uh, on the front end of purchasing a pipe. <laughs> right. Right. So you've really heated it up. You don't know exactly how hot it's going to get. You, you don't, you know, and so, you, you know, I'm honestly like, if you have a good experience with a carver or with a pipe manufacturer, you, you want to keep going back to them. But, you know, and, and then there are other companies, you know, you've, you've tried some of their pipes and, Man, their their pipes just smoke kind of hot. Yeah, you know, and and I don't know if that's a function of they don't age it as long, so it doesn't dry out as much, or maybe their source of briar, uh, you know, the the grain isn't quite as tight or, uh, you know, secure in certain areas, or I I, I don't know, but uh, but yeah, it, it's not just a function of your rhythm and the and the tobacco. It's it a lot of it has to do just with the briar, and and you won't be able to fix that, uh, with the pipe. So don't get frustrated uh if if that's the case i will say you know pipes can smoke cooler over time there's something about building a cake in a pipe uh we always re- compare it to like a cast iron skillet like seasoning a cast iron skillet and here in the south a lot of folks cook with these uh stovetop even in the oven you know uh whatever we, we they're just so versatile but it that's a that's a piece of equipment that gets better as you use it it's something that you know as it's seasoned it, it just gets better it just cooks better and and your pipe can get that way too sure uh it, obviously it can i mean we talk about breaking in a pipe but uh but uh, but in my my experience is a pipe can smoke cooler over time too so stick with the pipe uh if it doesn't have enough cake build some more cake in it uh try to you know get an even cake build it with something that you you really uh know is going to uh, stick on there really well and 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 just give it some time and see if it does better. Um, but uh, but yeah. You know, I, I think I've got a um, church
0: warden pipe that's a really tiny bowl, little acorn. Yeah. And, I, you know, it's, it's a small enough bowl that it's not something I normally smoke like, you know, for hours on end at all. But generally it is going to get hot pretty quick. Yeah. And so the beautiful thing, though, is since it's a church warden, I almost never hold it by the bowl. You know, like I do yeah. it first, but then
1: after that, you just kind of grab it and, by the and, stem. And that's the nice part of a long stem pipe is that you have that option, right? Like even, you know, if you're a long time listener of the show, you know, I'm a sucker for a Savinelli Bing's favorite. Like I just, mm-hmm, I'm just a sucker mm-hmm. for one. Like I'm just always, you know, it's very hard to catch me out and about without one close to me. I love a Bing's favorite pipe. Um, but you know, you think of a Bing's favorite pipe, it's a, it's a small frame pipe and the walls of the bowl tend to be kind of thin. Uh, now I think on average it smokes very coolly, but there are those times when maybe you've puffed it a lot to, you know, get it stoked up or, uh, you know, or, or maybe it is a hotter tobacco that you're smoking and, uh, and the bowl will get hot, but there's something about that long mm. stem and shank on a Bing's favorite where, you know, you can just grab it right there on the shank and it's just really easy. Yeah. So, uh, with smaller pipes though, sometimes you don't have that. Uh, don't have that luxury. So, um, yeah, anyway, uh, don't get too frustrated. It's not just the tobacco and your rhythm, uh, it could be the pipe.
0: Great question, Borton. And if you've got a pipe question of the week, send it in to us, CSR at Quick Fire with the Squire. All right, man. We got some quick fire questions, man. Bring them, dude. Carrying on, Morton, man. So, not only did he provide our pipe question of the week, of course, we've been rock- rocking through this epically long list. I think we will probably knock it out, like with the, between this episode and no, we got two more episodes. Between
1: after this one. episode and like April,
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. I, th- I think we'll be able to finish it mid mid February. But uh, here we go. You ready for this? Yeah, bring it. Fancy tapper, tamper, tamper. What I say, tapper. You did. Got to tap that ash. You nope. do have to tap that. You, you have to, to tamp, tamp that ash. You have to tamp the, ash. tamp the ash. It's very important. Fancy tamper or
1: check tamper? What is a check tamper? Uh, okay. A check tamper bow. I'm going to grab one. Hold on. This is, this is a check tool. Okay. Okay. Now now you've I've probably seen these, these like, yeah, yeah. I mean, people, you know, serious pipe smokers, you know, buy these by the dozen and then, you know, you go on to lose them by the handful. And so right. you're just constantly replacing them. But right. a, a check tool is this three-way tool. Uh, that, you know, obviously has your tamp, your, oh. uh, your pick, and your spoon. It's called a check tool. I never knew that. Well, a, a lot of folks don't know, but if you'll see on the side, it says made in Czech Republic tool. Very good. And man. so, uh, yeah, that's, that's what they're called. A lot of folks don't know that. They'll just call them a three-way tool. Um, but anyway, so if the, if the question is fancy tamper or check tool, uh, I have to go with a check tool. And I'm gonna be real honest. Like, I don't, I abuse these things. Mm, I mm-hmm. lose them all the time. Mm-hmm. And this one is so versatile. Like it's kind of like the you know we talk about like uh you know really durable stuff like like a Nokia cell phone like <laughs> yeah. Like you could run over Back one with day. a bus and sure. like it would still work. Like yeah. like that's your check tool. Like you are just not going to hurt it. I love it. That's you know? good. Yeah. So I I have to go with check tool.
0: I'm going to go with you on that one. Uh, mostly because I've I've got some fancy tampers but well I <laughs> One of them was destroyed by my dog. And, see, there you go. And like, you know, the other one I'm almost too scared to ever take it out of the house for fear of losing it. Uh see so yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that
1: one. Check tool. Lion or tiger? Lion. What about a liger? Ooh. Is that an option? Ooh. <laughs> I have to I have to go with tiger. I mean, I'm sorry, lion. <laughs> um I've just given you three answers, but yeah, to one I, question. Yeah, lions get um ooh, lion's
0: more regal, right? I kinda like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but we got the Jackson State Tigers. I feel like I got to go do the Tigers for
1: the home hometown TV. team. Yeah. Okay, yeah, cool.
0: Uh, leftover pizza, hot or
1: cold? Now this is specifically leftover. Oh, pizza. Oh, okay, leftover pizza hotter. I have to go with cold. Um, uh, there is, there is, uh, there are certain times you want something hot, and all you've got is that leftover pizza, so you warm the pizza up. But I'm telling you, for breakfast, cold leftover, pizza. cold leftover, especially if it's ham and uh and
0: pineapple. No, oh, the Hawaiian pizza. Dude. Yeah. That is like the best day after pizza. Yeah. That's like a casserole. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm with stupid or I am
1: stupid. Uh, be careful. I'm with stupid, Bo. So am I. <laughs> <laughs> we need those shirts that like point to the other person. Right. Yeah. Right, right. And, uh, <laughs>
0: that'd be great. Uh, and then finally, life of pie or slice of pie. Oh, give me wow, the slice. That's yeah, get, good.
1: Give me, give me the slice of pie. I never saw a life of pie. I, I didn't either. Or read hey, the book. Was that, Was that that movie, you know, they, I remember watching the Oscars that year and like every time they brought up this movie, there was this, like, I think it was like an Indian kid in a canoe with the lion. Tiger. Tiger. (laughs) And like, that's all I know about that movie is that, is that there's an Indian kid in a canoe with a tiger. Three And that's literally all I know about it. Yeah. Like that, that's like. No plot at all. No, this is just, just floating around the world like... Dude in a boat
0: with a tiger. Yeah, with a I'm tiger. With like I'm forever.
1: Right. Yeah. It, it,
0: it seems like a cool premise. Sounds riveting. What kind of pie are we talking about? If it's pecan pie, I'm going with pecan pie. But if it's like blueberry pie, then I'll probably
1: watch The Life of Pie. I I will take pie 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 any day over the week. <laughs> Fair over uh, The Life of Pie. <laughs> Fair enough. Wow. wow. Not, not a ringing endorsement for The Life
0: of Pie. However, I, I, I have- a huge ringing endorsement for pie. Look, I... I I'm all about pie. Look, there is, have you ever seen, um, (laughs) oh, what was it? Stranger Than Fiction? Yeah. Fantastic. Great great movie. Yeah. Really good movie. There's that scene where, um, uh, Will Ferrell, (laughs) Will Ferrell says to the professor, (laughs) uh, and he says, he's like, you know, who on earth would choose, um, would choose pancakes over life? He's saying, like, you know, talking about this choice of, you know, continue to live your life or eat pancakes. Okay. Who on earth would choose to eat pancakes instead of living their life? He says, I don't think you're taking into consideration. The type of life being lived
1: and the quality of the pancakes. I'm saying, man, those are those are serious questions. That's a good question. I mean, like, right. I- <laughs> <laughs> that's great, man.
2: Your thoughts, your, your comments, comments. listener feedback.
0: All right, listener feedback this week comes in to us from all of you guys. We got some great listener feedback. Coming. Oh man, really good stuff. Yeah, good, good stuff. First one is from Facebook from Parker Brunson. Um he says, I had a great idea for an episode/slash discussion. I think it would be cool to explore some of the classic pipe tobaccos that our grandfathers would have smoked. Uh blends such as Prince Albert, Carter Hall, Half and Half, Sir Walter Riley. Um, have been around since the Stone Age, it seems. Mm-hmm. Uh, It'd be cool to discuss the history of some of these blends and how they have survived through the decades. Uh, which ones are worth trying, etc. Personally, my grandfather smoked Prince Albert, and I have always wanted to learn more about that particular
1: blend. Man, great idea, Parker. Great idea. Yeah, we have a lot of folks that uh, you know w- w- that they-, they still smoke these blends. I mean, these are drugstore over-the-counter blends that uh, you know just have have their niche followings. It's almost like a Pabst Blue Ribbon or something. Right. Like, you know, you go to the bar and all the beers are six bucks, but you're you're broke. And so you're like, man, give me a PBR, you know, but like... That's not me. Th- there's, well, you just wouldn't drink beer. <laughs> you right. just ask for ice water and That's eat right. the free chips. But, you know... It, well, when you ask for PBR, you're basically asking for ice water anyway. Well, okay, but... <laughs> But, but, but look, you know, you know, you've got folks that just, there's something, it's not just a nostalgia thing either. It's a, Mm. you know, people love those tobaccos. So yeah, Parker, I think that's a great idea. We'll have to, we'll have to get on that. All right. Next one from iTunes. Yeah. Our next one comes on iTunes from Jay Griffing. Uh, he says it doesn't get any better than this. Uh, well, okay. That's a lie. Sitting at the country squire with these guys would be better. (laughs) Living away from the shop that I love. Uh, this lets me keep a connection to what it feels like to be there. Uh, What is great about the podcast is that even though I can learn new things after 14 years of smoking a pipe, uh, this podcast is about so much more. Listening is not only great, uh, a great look into the world of pipes and tobacco, but it also feels like sitting down and smoking a pipe while talking with two of your best pipe-smoking friends. Uh, I'm get, I'm blushing here as I'm reading this. Uh, <laughs> if you aren't a listener but love pipe-smoking and the culture around it, uh, what are you waiting for? Man, Justin in Vermont. On iTunes. That's great. Thank you so much, bro. Wow. It's always, always really good to hear from you, buddy. That's awesome. And finally, we've got a comment from uh, the uh, YouTube channel.
0: It's uh, from I'm a wrench who says, Love my two Cobbett pipes and my two country gentleman pipes are some of the best smokes in my collection. Loves them. You fellas need to get some better glassware, referring to, of course, when we did our Squire Select <laughs> episode out of our, uh, what were we drinking out
1: of? I'm sure it was a solo cup, or like something. plastic cup or yeah, something. Yeah, it's just, it's a disaster. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> better glasses for the liquid goodness. I was afraid you were going to drop a soda straw in there. (laughs) Uh, Not a huge sushi fan, but I can attest to fantastic sushi here in Des Des Moines, Iowa. It's called Des Moines. That's what I said, right? Des Moines. Sure. Sure. You called a lion a tiger, and then you called a tiger a lion. So...
1: I... I I, that's, there's the liger too. Tapas, These are all
0: options. He finishes saying, is for me every time. Sure, <laughs> enjoy the time in the shop. Take care, guys. Steven, man, man thanks and, so much, Stephen. That's so. I knew we were gonna we were gonna get a little bit of flack from that. Su- there's no good sushi in Iowa. No, I mean that. I still stand by it, actually. I, I think it's great, Stephen, that you've heard that there's good sushi in Iowa. That does not necessarily justify or stamp down that there well, is good okay, sushi in Iowa. Well,
1: okay. But, but Bo and I live three hours from the ocean. Okay. We're in Jackson, Mississippi, which is about three hours from, from the Gulf of Mexico. This is correct. And Bo, I will eat oysters in Jackson. Bo mm-hmm. will not eat oysters in Jackson. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like we're still like, like trucks come. From the coast to Jackson, literally every day, to supply at certain restaurants in Jackson. And Bo still would not eat the oysters here. You don't know that they're Gulf oysters. You, you don't know that. Yeah, they might be the them Pearl River oysters. I'm just saying, man. <laughs> yeah. Man, that might they, they dug them oysters at the Bogachita in uh, Scott County. I got you. Got to be careful.
0: <laughs> you got to be careful. Well, great feedback, guys. We really appreciate this, and have been loving getting some more iTunes reviews in from you that are out there writing us iTunes reviews. It's really great. Even those of you who are actually just tuning in for the YouTube channel, if you haven't headed over to iTunes or written us a review, now is the time to do it. We would love for you to do that. Uh, also, we love getting your emails, your Facebook messages, your tweets, all of that good stuff, which you can of course continue to do if you go to facebook.com slash country squire radio or follow us on twitter at squire radio you can
1: also follow us individually i'm at the real beau york i'm at john david cole and you can get us at the shop at at underscore country squire all
0: of that information and more can be found country squire com, where you can tune in live every single monday night at six thirty p.m central that's four thirty pacific seven thirty eastern and, man, it has been a great show
1: tonight. Had a lot of fun, man. Yeah. yeah. We do have some feedback that, yes, PBR is for broke college kids and hipsters. Our friend Raffy says that. Why is and, it for um, hipsters? Wait, it, it's just, I don't know. It's a thing. This is a
0: thing. No, when I was in New York, it wasn't PBR, but yeah. it was like a PBR-like beer. They charged like $12 for this thing. They cracked open this beer, and then they poured, like, Tabasco sauce on it and some bitters. That's foul. And they gave it to you. <laughs> That's, and they, like, charged you, like, 12 bucks for it. Someone should be drawn a quarter
1: for that. That's bad.
0: <laughs> it's crazy, and it tasted pretty good. Not twelve bucks worth.
1: It's insane. Uh, all also says, um, a check tool is to a pipe guy what a Swiss Army knife is to MacGyver. So uh, imagine, like, with a check tool, you you've basically you, you can you can do anything from like cure cancer to murder someone <laughs> to tamp your pipe. Uh, let's let's stick with the cure cancer section as opposed to the murdering yeah they're kind of complete options yeah (laughs) (laughs) all right man well let's go have a night yeah see you brother
0: you've
2: been listening to country squire radio a member of the potisteri network for more information on this and other shows please visit com.